Hey guys, Maya Pace here from the Manchester Giants, and you're listening to the Coach D Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low, you're listening to the Coach D Podcast. And listeners, we've got a guest in the studio with me today, but without further ado, you know how we do on the Coach D Podcast listeners, we have to introduce these high-level athletes the right way. So let me cue the music and introduce who we have in the studio. Stepping on the court at 5 foot 11, we have a guard by way of Oakland, California. I'm absolutely thrilled to have a remarkable guest who has left an impact on the basketball court from playing at the college level at San Diego. She has graced the college courts with her skills, but also has taken her talents to new heights as a professional player in the British Basketball Women's League, proudly representing the Manchester Giants. Get ready to gain insights into her training philosophy, her approach to reading the game, and the challenges and triumphs she encountered along the way. Listeners, please give a warm welcome to Maya <laughs> Oh my goodness, Maya, uh, before you even get started, talk to me. How was your physical and how was your mental? Yeah, um, first off, thank you so much for the great intro. That was a surprise, <laughs> but um, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. Um, we are coming off of a win this past weekend. Um, we nice. played Oakland on Saturday. Yep. So um, kind of being at the middle of the week now, um, got through some recovery stages and then kind of got some on the court time yesterday and today. So nice. feeling good overall, energized, ready for this weekend. And um, yeah, feeling good. Perfect. And just before we even just speak about your playing career and what was before that was your college career. Kind of just um, take us back because I'm super curious, you know, just, just kind of w- watching your film and seeing how you play. Definitely dynamic. I mean, you scored the ball quite effortlessly, but before there was that dynamic guard that you are today, you know, kind of take us back to perhaps you was a little bit more shy, not as athletic, a little bit in your shell. Kind of take us back to a very young Maya and my question is who was the person that put the basketball in your hands for the first time and where was you? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So, um, gosh, I'm getting old, so it feels like a long time ago now, but <laughs> I, um, I think I started playing around the age of like seven. Um, okay. and, um, my family and I, we moved around a lot when I was younger, um, kind of growing up. We just lived in some different places, all within the U.S., but um, in different cities. Right. And um, I initially gravitated towards sports because I wanted to kind of get connected to the community that I was living in, make friends, um, you know, as a, as a young girl wanting to just um, find some sort of community. And so my right. parents put me in basketball. And I, from all I remember is from the time I started, I really didn't want to do anything else. Um, Mm. And I think it came pretty naturally to some extent, um, but it also gave me this space um, to be competitive and start to express myself in um, a more competitive way. I was pretty timid and shy um, when I was younger. So um, it, it definitely gave me that 
that outlet. And then over time, I, I began myself transform from just playing and, and playing competitively to then right. um, being a leader as well. See, and just, just talk about, because I mean, I have, I have yet to visit LA, but you know, just, just from, you know, being heavily influenced just through the basketball culture, you kind of hear like two sides of um, playing styles in the US. You hear like the New York, you know, the no blood, no fire, they're going to trash talk, they're going to take it to rock apart. But then you got LA, you got the Palm Beach, you got the cool breeze, the sun catching a tan. It's more like a laid back vibe. Just in, in, in terms of the type of uh, basketball culture you was growing up in, you know, how did that impact your early years of being introduced into the sport? Right. Um, yeah. So like I said before, I, I did live in quite a few different areas. I lived in the Midwest, which is like Indiana, Kentucky, um, right. which is on in that part of the U.S. And then before high school, I moved to Oakland, California, which is northern um, California. And then college, I was in Southern California and in right. um, San Diego. So I feel like I got a little piece of everything. And I kind okay. of my game um, was molded by all of the different places that I lived. Um, which is positive because I feel like I have a well-rounded idea of, you know, basketball and just appreciation for how it's played in different cities all over the the country. Um, and now, right. you know, um, internationally in the UK, but um, I don't think that I relate my game to any one place that I lived. Um, okay. I think the biggest thing in California is that um, players are tough in the Bay area, especially um, players are tough. They play very hard, um, but then there's also this like smoothness to um, the way that um, athletes compete and play in California that I tried my best to adapt to um, and, and right. it did enjoy in terms of just having some teammates um, along the way that were just so talented and smooth with everything they, they did. So I think that's one really cool part of, of um, playing on the West Coast was just the um, effortlessness of the game nice. over there. And the, yeah. Nice. And just in terms of, because even you kind of said, you know, how you was introduced to the game, you know, after some time playing the sport, it, you know, became natural, almost second nature. And I kind of feel like, I mean, especially every hooper kind of has that moment where they start knocking down threes or all that hard work is now starting to pay off. You know, they're, they're even anticipating certain reads offensively and defensively. So f for yourself, Maya, like when was that moment or that game, you realize that I'm actually nice at basketball. <laughs> Gosh, um, I don't remember like a single, like a one game that necessarily stands out from, you know, growing up or playing um, where okay. I felt like, you know, everything clicked. I kind of felt feel like my game has just been consistently and constantly evolving. Um, I also feel like I've been, um, I've, I've been able to take in and absorb more and, and learn more the more mature that I've gotten um, in my game playing. Mm -hmm. So I can't think of one specific game, but I would just say over time, just the consistent work, um, I still feel like I'm, I'm growing and evolving and right. um, getting better. And I think that's really important um, and also helping with my drive right now um, and playing professionally and, and where I, what my goals are and where I want to go with it. So. Right. And, I think, you know, the, the biggest transition, you know, that I've kind of learned is, you know, that step from playing high school to college, you know, and, and playing at the college level, it's a whole nother program, just in, in terms of the weight room, you've got the scout report, you've got tape, you've got to balance your 
you know, athletics as well as your academics. So for yourself, um, what was your experience like playing at the college level in San Diego? But also, how did it contribute to your overall growth as a player? Yeah, um, well, first off, the transition was amazing. Um, my teammates um, in the, the program, it, they just became like a second family. And so I think nice. that helped a lot. Nice. Um, there was a lot of support there. But as far as on the court, um, the biggest change from high school or just growth, personal growth was just really buckling down and believing in myself. I think that was a big decision that I made um, when I was transitioning from high school to college that really helped me is like, I worked on my game. I knew the work was there. I always was a hard worker, but I was like, I have mm. to believe in myself as much as, you know, a coach might or my parents might. Um, and I think that allowed me to be ready um, right. and also choosing the right program. I think I went to an amazing program who's, which focused, um, had a huge focus on defense. And so right. that allowed me to kind of, when I got there, I was like, okay, defense is something that I've always loved doing. I've always um, really enjoyed that aspect of the game. So it allowed me to simplify um, what I knew I could bring to the table and build on that each and every right. game. And I think that um, I was in the perfect setup to do that. So it, those two things, believing in myself and just going to a place that um, fit my style of play and believed in me as well. Right. See, and that's that's something key, what you just said, just in terms of me. And it's one thing to have a program, to have a system, to have a coach that really believes in you and kind of instills that confidence but like you said you know that that switch for you was when you had your own self-confidence so I'm kind of curious when or what was kind of going on at the time or what were some of the contributing factors that you kind of made that switch from you know what let me actually believe in my game like you said I've, I've done all this hard work I'm now going to play with even more self-confidence like what was going on at the time that made you make that transition mentally yeah um so i think that there are a few things there was the aspect of um kind of i was i was getting older i was going through this recruiting process where there's a lot of stress put on athletes at a pretty young age and okay. i was very overwhelmed um by that process i kind of i didn't handle it the best you know as i don't think it's kind of hard to as a 17 year old yeah, um it was it's tough, very, right yeah it's stressful to kind of be in communication with different coaches and have um, to um, make a decision on where you're going to spend, you know, what feels like such a huge decision. Um, but in that process, I learned to really um, understand what my strengths are. I, I had to really believe in those and I had to right. take the time to speak with people that believed in me um, and could have those conversations with me so that I knew who I was. I also, um, have a pretty strong like faith background and my parents were really good about helping me lean on that um as my confidence as my source of confidence and so going to college i felt a lot more mentally tough i felt like i could handle you know the, the ups and the downs of all that college brings within basketball and without it um and then i also felt like i knew myself and understood myself better and i was willing to learn and continue to grow and um that kind of set me up to um, be able to um, compete at a high level. Nice, nice. And I think that the dopest thing for me just to find out is, you know, when that player from the US makes that transition from, you know, college to pro and even playing pro 
overseas, you know, because obviously for us, you know, living in uh, London, living in the UK, we obviously idolize US, but we are aware that, you know, there's um, there's the European League, there's the Basketball Champions League, there's leagues all over the world, you know, and for yourself, you know, you making that transition now from being a college athlete to a professional athlete, just in terms of the food, the weather, the basketball culture, what was your knowledge like of basketball outside of the US? Um, yeah, so there, I'm still learning every single day since I've been out here. Um, right. I did have the opportunity in college to um, have quite a few international teammates nice, um, nice. from countries all over Europe. I actually, I never played with anyone from um, the UK, um, okay. but all over different countries um, in Europe, Australia, um, all over the place. So nice. um, that kind of helped because I feel like, um, especially my teammates from Europe, they had a better understanding of what basketball is internationally and the differences. And so we had a lot of conversations about that. And even after some of them graduated, they came back to um, to their home country and, and began right. to play professionally. So just having that support system of um, friends and teammates to be able to like ask questions to, and right. then also um, just being open to learning myself and, and not being, putting, being too hard on myself to like get everything right the first time. But mm -hmm. I have been learning a lot about just taking care of my body um, the weather in the UK, the people in the UK have been amazing. Um, right. So just adjusting to everything. Yeah. I must say, um, Maya, just in advance, I do apologize for our weather. I'm just, it's just uh, terrible. Honestly, it, it, one minute is hot, one minute is cold and it's snowing. I just apologize, especially you coming from the US, a nice, warm, hot state. Then you come over to um, London where obviously the, the people, the food is great, but the weather is just like... Seattle times 10. So uh, I do um, apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have enjoyed it, actually. I I did enjoy San Diego a lot. And yes, it is right. very warm there. But I was there for quite a few years. Um, six years uh, was my college career. So I, I just was ready for something different. And I think this is, okay. has been different. And I've been embracing it. I got my gloves and my scarf. So been, <laughs> nice. <I> <laughs> Good to go. Good to go. And I'm super intrigued now. I mean, you being a professional athlete, how has your training routine evolved from college to your professional your professional career now? And even, you know, what are some aspects that you focused on to maintain your peak performance? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think coming over here and starting my pro career, um, there's been a big emphasis on what I'm doing not only on the court, but in the weight room as well, and just making sure that I am um, preparing my body for a long season um, and preparing right. my body to play and compete the way that I want to. And so um, that's been huge, is just being very disciplined about my strength and conditioning program. Um, also, like eating nutrition has been super important. Um, luckily, we have really good support staff um, out here that the um, club helps us work with a nutritionist. So um, that's been great as well. A great resource nice. to have. Um, and then as far as on the court training, it's really been a lot of analyzing my own game, um, mm. watching film and then figuring out what I need to get better at and what areas I continue need to continue to grow. And then just being very um, disciplined and willing to, to do that. Even if I'm in the gym, you know, on my own, um, the gym time's there. So it's like, got to take advantage of it and 
and just keep getting better. But it's it's been a really fun process. I think it's it's pretty cool to have the opportunity to continue to compete after um, the college level and continue to grow your game in all these different areas. So um, right. I've just been embracing it and having fun with the process. How would you describe just the um? Because you know, one uh, player shout to Natalie Charity. You know, she was kind of just speaking about you know making that transition from. Uh, UK basketball to now she's playing over um in the in uh, Canada sorry for college and the pace is so much more faster than w- what she's used to and she's kind of getting used to that so for yourself at the college level versus the pro level what are some of the differences or even some of the similarities between the two just in terms of pace strategy and just you know how you fit in that game as well mm-hmm. um yeah I'd say my university um, specifically, we really put an emphasis on defense and playing fast. Um, mm-hmm. And so coming over to um, and playing my first year pro, I think that's translated well. And that's already kind of something that's deeply in, ingrained in my um, in my kind of playing style is to nice. just go and um, go quickly. And also, but I, one thing I really appreciate about my team, my program, um, the club here is that we have a good balance on like when to push and when to go and then when to set up and execute in the half court. And I think that's helped me grow my individual game and just being able to think through um, movements in the half court as well as in transition. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's been uh, a good, that's been a good change and transition here. Um, And yeah, just, just adjusting the the league. There's a lot of very talented um, players from all different places. And so, it's been pretty cool to see, um, you know, on on every um, team, there's competitive players that are um, from the UK and have been in the league for years and have lots right. of experience. And there's some um, really great um, international players that have come to the UK to compete. So it's just been kind of learning everyone's individual playing style and setting myself up for success against any matchup that um, our team goes against. Right. And you, you even highlighted it there just in terms of how you read the game and observe not just how you play but how your teammates are moving off the ball as well how do you I mean just especially at the pro level how do you analyze opponents and make strategic decisions during a game um yeah I think the first thing is just preparation before the game so watching Mm, films and and making sure that I'm I'm ready and prepared. Um, and then on the court, I think it's just utilizing matchups. My um, coach does a really good job of putting us in a position where if there's a mismatch in the post or if I have the advantage, you know, on the outside, on the exterior to attack um, the rim, um, getting me in those positions. And then um, as far as, you know, what happens after that, it's just making sure that I continue to work on my game and, and make reads and moves that um, get me to my spots. And so, that's been a fun part of the game too, is, um, you know, adding encounters and, and um, mm. uh, making the right read to find my teammates. So um, I feel like I'm becoming a better passer as well. Cause we have some amazing shooters on our team. So right. um, it's been fun. Right. And considering that it's your first year um, playing in the uh, British basketball league, are there any specific skills or even, aspects of your game that you feel have significantly improved since making that transition from college to the professional basketball women's league? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that my outside shot, my three has 
improved a lot and it's continuing to get better. And that's one thing that I'm really proud of. And also I'm just going to continue to work really hard at. Um, and then also just, I think, um, playing multiple positions and being able to stretch, stretch myself, um, Mm. from kind of one to four, um, and, and understanding that, you know, I obviously will go wherever my team needs me. Um, but being able to make an impact no matter what position I'm at, um, is something that I, um, feel like has grown. Um, but I hope to continue to grow in that area as well. Right. And I think just in terms of your playing style, whether it was, when you was coming up in basketball, you know, kind of from high school to college or even now, is there any specific player or players or even teams that you kind of study from and you model your game after? Yeah, um, so many, honestly. I feel like I've... Oh, nice, um, nice. Yeah, I've become kind of a a basketball um, fan of so many different teams, maybe because I've lived in so many different places and kind of had um, been exposed to so many different players. But... um, I love um, Candace Parker. I love how she plays. Um, I love how LeBron is one of my favorite players as well. Um, And honestly, more so like my teammates, I guess, um, along the way. I've had, I had some amazing um, leaders in high school and got to play at a high level at the high school level and then also in college. And so really just taking my teammates strengths and um, getting in the gym with the um, teammates that I had that were, you know, knockdown shooters. So then I can, be half the shooter that they are and continue to grow that right. area so i think aside from you know obviously all the greats that we grew up watching on tv it's just really being able to to learn from the people next to me and, and allow them to push me every day um has, has helped a lot as well right and being a pro player i think that's one thing i've realized you know kind of just having them on the podcast is just you know how physically and mentally demanding the sport can be just also just the amount of different things you have to balance in order to be at peak performance or to get that rest so I think for yourself Maya as a professional player you know how do you balance the you know the physical conditioning the skill development and even just the mental preparation just to you know stay on top of your game yeah um yeah like like you said that's a lot um that's a lot that we have to manage as athletes, but it's also every single one of those areas is extremely important. Um, And one thing that I have been doing since I've been out here is really taking the time to reflect um, before every single game and then also afterwards on just everything, right? Like the the opportunity to play and just really grounding myself in in gratitude has really helped me just be present because I think that's the biggest thing um, for me is going into competing. I want to be fully present and um, take it all in and, and really enjoy each experience that I um, am given. So um, as far as pregame, you know, just making sure that my headspace is right, that I either take time to meditate or journal um, or both before games. Um, and then also nice. taking the time to take care of my body physically um, and make sure that it feels good and is hydrated and fueled and prepared to compete so that I feel good on the inside and um, right. and hopefully be an asset to my teammates on the court. And I think that's one thing um, I, I can honestly say to the to the listeners. As I've gotten older, I've really started to put more emphasis and focus and preparation in just taking care of my body. Because, you know, when I was younger, co- coaches told me, yo, D, you need to warm up. All right, coach, cool. Maya, I'm not warming up. I'm stepping on the court. I'm doing layups. I'm going up and down the floor. It's, it's, it's only 
later when I'm like, wait a minute, it's it's taking me a solid 20 minutes just to get warm. Like, and then you kind of look at the LeBrons and all the other athletes that invest and they shed so much light on the importance of, you know, what goes on behind the scenes in, in sort of putting the right things in your body, stretching, recovery, yoga. So for yourself, um, was that made evident earlier on or is that something that you kind of realized later on in your playing career? Yeah, it hit me in college. And I think um, I always joke with like my teammates about that is I think that's like a rite of passage that everyone goes through at some point where right, it's right. You, you are used to being able to go in the gym and just hop in and, and start playing, mm-hmm. you know, up mm-hmm. and down. And then at some point your body's like, um, no, you cannot do that anymore. <laughs> right, um, right. So I think that happened to me in college, but um, it happened early enough to where now I feel like I um, have a pretty disciplined way that I approach, you know, getting warmed up and getting my my body ready to compete. And it's not so hard anymore as it was at first when I was just constantly fighting it. Like, oh, I hope my body will go back to, you know, being able to just get right into it at some point. Um, so now I've right. accepted it is what it is. And I just get my warm up in. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So definitely for the listeners, please. And th- that was even coming from a pro you know definitely take care of your body especially if you want that longevity even after basketball for sure and um how do you stay motivated you know just in 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 terms of being a pro you know people think that once you've reached that level that's it you've made it but you know like each day is a is a journey each day is you know kind of a reflection of just understanding yourself when times are good versus when times are bad so how do you stay motivated and continue to set new goals for yourself both individually but as part of the Manchester Giants team yeah um I'll say number one is um you know my support system um from my faith and my relationship with God to my family members to my best friends to my teammates um all of that you know I wouldn't be anything or I wouldn't be able to be here um Mm -hmm. without them and so um you know, there's a lot of gratitude that goes into that. And um, the second is just grounding myself in, in gratitude every day and, and making sure that I remind myself, um, you know, that a year ago, this was the dream. This is where I wanted to be. You know, this right. was a goal of mine and I'm now living in it. And while I'm not satisfied and there there's new goals that are um, to be achieved, um, mm-hmm. I am just really grateful for the experience and the opportunity and where I am right now. Um, right. And so I think that's kind of what gets me up and gets me going every day. And um, yeah, just, just really, really being grateful um, and thankful for everything that I do have so that then I can go after, you know, whatever else it is that's on the list to, to accomplish. Right. Right. And it, I mean, it must be such a cool trick for you just in terms of when you look at, cause I kind of just reflect on my um, relationship with, basketball and it, it just continues to grow month by month year by year and I just kind of reflect on the people I've met the the things that I've even learned about myself you know and and just the people that I've been able to reach out to and considering for yourself and your journey man I mean you're all the way up across the pond you know being a pro player and you're you know playing the sport that you love so much so when you kind of reflect on uh, just how much basketball has impacted on you, you know, what what memories or moments come about? Um, I would say 
honestly, there's so many. There's so many amazing memories that I've had. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'd say a big one was um, in college. I had a pretty severe injury. I tore my Achilles, um, and that process allowed me to take a big step back. I had to go through a mm, probably nine, ten month, um, wow. you know, rehab period before I was I was back on the court. Um, right. And in that time, I really um, had to take what I thought, you know, a mental toughness that I already had to another level. Mm, and um, absolutely. Um, in that process, I, I was able to uh, be there to support my teammates in a different way. You know, I couldn't be um, a leader on the court, uh, but I could be there for them in all the moments off the court on the bench. And um, I just gained a lot of gratitude for a pr- the process rather than the results. And I think that's helped me um, moving forward to just really enjoy every moment. Um, you know, don't take anything for granted and um, yeah, just kind of soak it all in. I think that was a defining moment in my individual journey in life um, and in basketball to, right, of to just um, push through something that was hard, but also I gained a lot of appreciation for the process and the person that I became um, through that part of my journey. See, and that's that's something that I don't think gets spoken about a lot. I mean, it it comes with not just basketball, any sport, just in terms of injuries. Hence, why it's just really so important. If you have the opportunity and the support system around you, definitely do what you can just to take care of your body to have that longevity. But you know, when 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 players do get injured, there's definitely the highs and lows and dark times, and some players don't even want to play basketball anymore you know so the fact that you was able to come back and you know going through a nine ten month rehab is is no joke you know that there must have been times where you must have thought like is it even worth it but the fact that you kind of really stuck to it you know you was you was disciplined motivated you was led by purpose I commend you honestly because to come back from an injury and you know did you did you find yourself falling back in love with basketball or was the love just as strong as before um, yeah, I, I think, you know, at any point injury or not throughout our careers, I think it's a very real experience for a lot of athletes to go through some ups and then some downs as far as just Absolutely. not feeling as connected to the sport. Um, and that was one of the things that I definitely experienced in coming back from my injury was just feeling disconnected first from like my own body, like I was learning my body again. And mm-hmm. that was hard. And then also learning how that body plays basketball was hard. Um, right, right. And so I think I've really fallen in love with it. Um, I fell in love with it again through that process because I realized, you know, my body has endured so much. Mentally, I've endured so much for the love of this game, everything that it's given to me. Um, and now I have a new challenge, right? I think that's the thing in basketball that we all continue to chase is new challenges to overcome. Absolutely. And, um, basketball has given me, you know, so many of them that um, I... Um, have been supported well enough to to be able to keep embracing them and, um, and keep keep kind of fighting, keep going. And um, so, yeah, I think that that's been the biggest thing was just um, falling back in love with the process and not perfection, not chasing perfection, but just chasing, um, you know, continuing to get better in, in every single moment um, and continue right. to bet on yourself along the way. Right. And even just your style of play, you know, kind of just focusing on, shot selection for for you like when you're playing the games you know when you shoot in range in rhythm what are some of the 
decisions that you're making in terms of what's okay let me turn down this shot keep the ball moving versus no I'm in a good space now I'm going to take the shot so for yourself how do you determine whether or not you're in a good spot to shoot versus turning it down to create something else right um I think for me I've really worked really hard to become a player that can go get downhill um kind of into the the paint area and then elevate in my mid-range or get all the way to the rim um and in being able to play um more so like positionless I have to understand that um while that is a strength to get deep that also can draw a lot of attention and create opportunities for my teammates. And so, um, you know, one-on-one is usually when I would look to, um, to elevate and, and possibly um, go up in a, with a mid-range pull-up or get to the rim, um, utilize that okay. mismatch. But if I draw any extra attention, I think that um, with being a bigger guard, being able to kind of see over and around the defense and put um, my teammates in positions to where they can get off good shots if I draw any extra attention um, right. helps – um, you know, helps me to not only be a threat scoring, but also be a threat distributing and finding my teammates. So, um, yeah, I just think continuing to grow in that area has been huge um, for me. Right. Right. And um, I've just got the final two questions before we make a transition into the third quarter, which I like to call the quick hitter segment. Then we're going to have a little bit of fun um, in the fourth quarter. But the just the last two is, you know, four aspiring basketball players you know what advice do you have for them just in terms of the dedication the perseverance and achieving success in the sport yeah um, I think I'd go back to how we um, began you know our conversation earlier is just really believing in yourself Um, you have to believe in you first before anyone else um, can and will buy in so really believing in yourself and then once you take that first step to do so um trusting the work, you know, putting the work in to then match the belief. Um, And I really pride myself in that um, because I think that's one of my favorite quotes by um, Kins Parker is she was saying that she doesn't want to cheat the game. She never wants to cheat the game. And I think um, that that's really important is just make sure you're doing things the right way. Um, You know, when you work hard, you know, when you, when you've, um, you know, exuded yourself and done to the best of your ability. Um, And so, um, yeah, just be very, very, um, I guess, accurate in the way that you you approach the game with utmost effort and energy, and um, the game will give everything back to you, um, whether that's opportunities 100%. to play in different places, meet different people, achieve, you know, everything you set your mind to. So, um, yeah, believe in yourself nice. and don't cheat the game. Absolutely. Please don't cheat the game. Definitely. And... Just like when it comes to, because you did mention it earlier, but kind of just to bring it back, is there any highlights that stand out to you the most, but also, you know, most importantly, what were some of the lower lights that made you a better person and player? Um, that's a great question. Let's see. Um, so we'll go low lights first. Um. I mean, I see it as a highlight, actually. So I kind of see it as both. But um, okay. my, my okay. Achilles injury was definitely, obviously, you don't want that to happen. Um, right. <laughs> nobody wants of course, to of course. tear right. Achilles. Right. Um, but it also, um, kind of like what I touched on earlier, gave me the opportunity to show up for my teammates, uh, my friends, my family in a different way. And, right. and in that process, I think I 
gained so much more appreciation for my journey and then to be able to give that back um, the, the, my last year of university um, in the States and then um, now to players that might either go through a similar experience with an injury or just might go through the ups and downs of, of being an athlete um, at any level. Um, I feel like now I feel like my, my personal story has given me the opportunity to learn, make mistakes, and then be able to give that back to so many um, so many other athletes that um, have similar goals. And I, I um, have really appreciated that part of, of my experience. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Now, just making a transition into the third quarter, which I like to call the quick hitter segment. Um, the first one, just super curious to pick your mind on this one, is what would you say, Maya, is a skill that is taught by many, but only mastered by a few? Mm. Mm. That's a great question. Um, let's see. I would say just probably just just trusting the process. Um, yeah, I'd mm. say trusting trusting the process is is a hard one to master because we are impatient. <laughs> right. This is true. This is true. Next one is best piece of advice you ever received. Um, believe in yourself. Mm, 100%. 100%. Next one. If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have learned filling the blank about myself. Mm. I don't know if I wouldn't have learned it at all, but I think it would have taken me longer to learn that... Um, I'm capable of being a, a, a leader, a good leader. Um, mm. It gave me an opportunity to lead. What are, for yourself, in your, in your own perspective, what qualities does a good leader have, would you say? Um, I think the, one of the most important to me is being a good listener. Um, I think leaders are, so are good true. listeners. They know when to speak and, um, Kind of when to take a step back and, and and hear everyone out, and they also um, going back to my Candace Parker quote: "They don't cheat the game." I think that's the biggest Absolutely. thing is um, teammates need to see that their leader, um, you know, does things the right way. Right, and the final one before we get into the fourth quarter is: What would the title of your autobiography be? <laughs> that is such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um. See something about like trusting, you know, trusting my journey. Something about that. Mm, trusting the journey. I like that. I like that. Okay, so we are going to have a little bit of fun. What I do just before we wrap up is with the guests, I give them 10 seconds and they need to name five things. So, for example, I might say, Maya, I'm going to give you 10 seconds, and this could be WNBA or the NBA. You need to name five um shooting guards and when you hear this countdown that's when you can just start Ten, listing them off nine eight okay got seven, it i think i can do that sound good five, yeah i'm a little nervous but I'll do my best. <laughs> right perfect right we'll start nice and easy so maya you've got 10 seconds to name five players okay LeBron James, Candace Parker, 
Eight, Joel Lloyd, um, Sydney Hunter, five, Brooklyn, Michael Mir, my teammate. Three, there we go. 15. We'll take that. We'll take that. That's a solid five right there. Okay, second one. You've got 10 seconds to name five teams. At any any teams? Any teams. Okay, Manchester Giants, um, Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Sparks, um, Seattle Seahawks. Let's go. Let's go. Love that. Okay, see, now I'm going to give you the heads up in advance because guests in the past have found this one quite difficult because you do hear these names but usually around a certain point in time during the season so let's see how you do on this one so you have got 10 seconds to name five coaches okay um Cindy Fisher my college coach um Mark Jones coach here um (laughs) <laughs> I, I, <drew> a blank. <laughs> I love the I love the build I got this you were like okay um because like, <laughs> even even for me I'm like when I'm put on the spot coaches I'm like damn um Derek Fisher uh Phil Jackson uh and then my mind just goes blank after so I get I know, it I know I know I that it. it was like immediately I was like oh no <laughs> okay the final tough one, then the last three should be quite easy because it's really down to personal preference. So the next tough one is you've got now 10 seconds to name five international players. Okay, Maureen Johannes. Mm-hmm. Um, She's cold. Gosh, uh, Gabby Williams. There we go. Um, Steph Gorman. She's my teammate. She lives in Australia. Yep. Um, Patty Bertman. She's from Germany. And then Anna. My teammate, she plays <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, the final three, the full court press has been taken off now. This is where it's really just down to personal preference. So you've got 10 seconds, Maya, to name five basketball movies. Okay. Um, let's see. Nine, Coach Carter, um, Love and Basketball. Six. Yep. He got game. Yep. Um, two more, two more. Gosh, Hoosiers. Yeah. Glory Road. Let's go. Buzzer Vita. Okay. Okay. And the final two. 10 seconds to give me your top five players of all time. Oh my gosh. That's hard. Um, LeBron is up there. Maya Moore. Candace Parker. Um, Kobe, MJ. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And the final one, just to finish out the quarter, is 10 seconds to name five artists that get you hyped before a game. Mm, Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we have J. Cole. Okay. Um, Um, Little Baby. Um, Okay. Meg Thee Stallion is always a good one. Okay. Next. Beyonce. Okay. And one more. Gosh. Um uh, what is a fifth one? <laughs> okay, I like my like gospel music, so I'll say Madison Ryan Ward. She's one of my favorites. Nice, nice. Love it. Love it. Right. Listeners, honestly, this is um 
been such a treat for me. I know for you guys, you've learned a lot of gems. And listeners, do not worry. All the info to follow her will be in the description. But my thoughts will be just in terms of the people who want to follow you, see how Manchester Giants are doing, even just to learn the game through your perspective. You know, where can they find you? Um, yeah, you can follow me um, on Instagram or um, on Twitter, or TikTok at, at Maya, um, M-Y-A-H, period, and then Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R. Um, and yeah, I'm open to any questions that anyone might have, um, you know, about their goals or their journey or even just someone that wants to um, talk and share. Um, I'm here, I'm available, and I'd, I'd love to be be there for anybody. Absolutely. Perfect. Listeners, this is myself, Coach D, and the dynamic guard, Maya Pace, signing out.